Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. everybody welcome to the sports 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 podcast and i am joel anderson and joining us as always is the sports outsider phil Rand. jordan is still on leave jordan's still on leave still doing uh i mean it turns out it's a lot of complicated uh and involved repairs to the system of do you know we have to run cords to every microphone <laughs> yes, that's a lot of just stringing out cords i remember us having the discussion and we were talking about going wireless and it was like 10 percent more expensive yeah not worth it at the time but I got to be honest now, and especially, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the switchboard back there, but it is, it is a real mess. Yeah. Just a lot, a lot of cords going into a lot of places. I think that's part of why Jordan's doing this. If you, if you unplug one, right. you don't know what it's going to. Yeah. You know. Hindsight you, is twenty five twenty. It's a little you, stronger yeah. in the left eye. You might think that that's the Jacksonville High School, uh, you know, uh, softball locker room that we sure. can maybe do without. And it turns out, actually, it's the front office of the Yankees. Right. So, and that's one that we can't do without. Right. Yeah. Well, we want all of them. We want I mean, breaking yeah. news and all of them. All of them. We want them to be ready. But yeah. if we have to sacrifice one, obviously. But again, we're not sacrificing any. No. Jordan is out there putting in his tireless blood and sweat to ensure that the system of microphones will never go down again. Thank you, Jordash Jeans. Absolutely. Johnny Manziel update watch update. Johnny Manziel update watch update brought to you by Manziel's put your man boobs in a Manziel today. Johnny Manziel caught up in a domestic violence dispute. Oh no, I don't yeah, like to hear that. Right? Uh, Sub headline money celebration revealed to have a tiny woman trapped between Manziel's thumb and forefinger. Ah, He's what? Crushing her repeatedly. Oh, Isn't I that see. Terrible. Yeah, I see. That's tough. <clears throat> Uh, so this is actually uh, a week ago Monday. Okay, old news. So so initially old news. Johnny, you know what? It's news. After it's news, it's history. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but Johnny Menzel uh, gets pulled over by a police officer. Story is that a number of people witnessed Mr. Menzel uh, mm -hmm. having a, a, a loud, uh, 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 heated argument with his Whoa. girlfriend, uh, Miss... Uh, I'm looking this up here. Colleen Crowley ah. uh, in his car. Uh, and some people observed, uh, you know, the car driving erratically as they fought. And then at one point, they were moving while they fought. Yeah, Never drive angry. Pulled on to like an off ramp. And while the car was still moving, she tried to get out of the car. But he was like holding on to her arm. Uh, yeah. So, you know, all this comes and goes. Manziel admits to having a few drinks earlier in the day. But and he was driving? Sober at the time. I thought I was going to say, I could have sworn that he was just in rehab. Yeah. Did he say he, no, no, he, no? He was in rehab. Okay. And apparently after getting out of rehab, he did not say no, no, no. Ah, that's too bad. Uh, his girlfriend said no, no, no. Yes. Oh. Uh, so, at the time, uh, you know, uh, he, he tweets out this just to 
clear the air. Didn't, sure. Didn't come on the podcast. Should have came on the podcast. Yeah, you have more than 140 characters to clear yeah, the air. You absolutely. got like six what minutes. Well, he did a three tweet series. Okay. So that's still arguably good. it should be more than obvious what, what, what should have been happening here. But he says, Colleen and I got into a dumb public argument on the way home Monday afternoon. It probably looked more interesting than it was. And I know I would stop and check if I saw a couple arguing on the side of the road. I mean, that's a little revisionist there. Uh, sure. Because they were not on the side of the road they were right. on the road they road. were on the road road driving uh it was embarrassing but not serious and when we talked to the police and they realized everything was all right and i was sober we went home together and everything is fine oh makeup six. right uh everything is fine except yeah. this week uh dashboard cam from the police car oh. comes out uh and uh Ka- colleen his girlfriend is overheard saying that he hit her quote unquote a few times. Oh, no. Whilst begging the police officer not to do much more. Oh, that's really uh, bad. When reached for comment, uh, well, that's about it for me. Stay the last person with any sympathy left for Johnny Menzel. Yeah. Uh, Nobody. There was one holdout. He was an old Aggie fan. Sure. Uh, kept going with it. And now he's now just like, nah, I'll yeah. move on to Bieber as my hero. Uh, among the new uh, pieces of interesting information that came out are yeah. that... Uh, she apparently threw Johnny's wallet out the window of the car. Sure. Uh, and then he Johnny... has plenty of wallets. <laughs> Absolutely. But then Johnny apparently pressed her face into the glass. Oh, boo. Uh, and that's when he hit her. Ugh. Uh, but you might be wondering. What a garbage man. Who is this Colleen Crowley? I don't know. I assume she's a delightful young woman. Right. You would, but we know very little about her. Well, thankfully, HollywoodLife.com uh, just yesterday came out with this delightful bio of her that includes five facts. Is this really Hollywood? This is really Ugh. HollywoodLife.com. Boo. Okay, you want to hear the five facts? I guess I'll listen the, to this genius publication of HollywoodLife.com. In-depth profile provided by HollywoodLife.com. Okay. One, she attended Texas Christian University. Oh, man, already that's a yeah. milk toast thing to say. TCU. Uh, Way to research on Google, HollywoodLife.com. Wonder how they dug that one up. Yep. Uh, she even owns a pair of TCU cowboy boots. They apparently found out by going on her Instagram. Wow, <laughs> really de- in-depth she, coverage yeah, by HollywoodLife.com, a garbage website. Factoid number two. Yep. She has been dating Johnny. Since July 2014. Another thing probably found on the Nailed Instagram. Nailed it down to a month. Yeah. Way to go, them. Uh, number three. Gossip Girl is one of her favorite shows. Jesus Christ. This is the <laughs> most garbagey article. Hey, Phil. Yeah. Hard factual information okay. we're getting from Hollywood Life right now. Okay? I dislike HollywoodLife.com. I don't even know it. Until you research a better profile piece of Colleen Crowley. You know, maybe maybe you should not talk to so. some people she used to go to school with. Talk to her parents. Do the interviews. All right, you ready? Number yeah. four, hard hitting facts about Colleen Crowley from HollywoodLife.com. Yeah, she has a summer birthday. <laughs> what? They can't with all the social media. They can't do better than that. And I, and I quote: four, four of the five things that they tell us, according to Colleen's Instagram, her birthday is around early August. Uh. In fact, last year she had not one. But two blowout parties in Houston to celebrate. Do you remember the scene in Billy Madison where the janitor is spying on Billy Madison and he goes, Miss Lippy's car is green. <laughs> this is what that HollywoodLife.com is that janitor. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. You ready? Factoid number five. Uh, this better be a real factoid. Well, it's a little letdown after four. It's yeah, not sure. as good four as is she pretty... has a summer birthday. Sure. But modeling is on her resume. What? 
Who would have thought? How did they dig up her resume? Yes, they... A like partially successful model might be dating a star NFL quarterback. Yeah, I can't imagine they did something like I don't know, meet in a nightclub and then hook up. Ugh, yeah. I really, really dislike that website. Yeah, uh, and that has been your Johnny Manziel update. Watch update. Johnny Manziel update. Watch update. Brought to you by Manziel's punchy man boobs. Manziel today. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like. The, the plug was mildly deflated by the Hollywood Life uh, uh, listicle. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. I was took, a little disappointed. Took a little air out of it. Yeah. All right. So uh, what do we got in the podcast today? We have uh, we have a person who uh, used to work at ESPN. Recently, there was a lot right. of layoffs at ESPN. ESPN laid off hundreds of people. 4% of their workforce uh, globally uh, yeah. was recently laid off as ESPN is slashing costs right. as they rapidly lose cable subscribers. Yep. So we've got Wendigo Trent. Who's going to be on the podcast? Wendigo Trent. Yep. Wendigo Trent, apparently a former ESPN announcer, is talking right. about uh, he's clear in the air about oh, uh, he's on here to clear the air fired. by firing. Okay, yeah, exactly. Well, it'll be good to catch up with Wendigo. Yeah, it's about to, it's been a while <laughs> yeah, since we talked to Wendigo. Wait, have we while. ever talked to Wendigo on air? I know we talked to him all the time off have. air. Yeah, he used to stop by all the time, right, just to check yeah. in, see how we're doing. Well, now I don't he's... think we've ever had him on as a guest. That's weird. That's such a good friend of ours. <laughs> no, never. Oh, we've been really close to Wendigo go for years well now he for finally gets a chance to get on years. that mic yeah. absolutely uh best division two football announcer i've ever heard. wonderful wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. yeah and uh and on top of that uh do we have oh what do you call it oh god <laughs> you just slow things down the podcast was clipping along and here's joel to putting up the stop sign the thing where you talk about like a like a uh, an athlete america's favorite segment yeah Wide world of weird sports. That's what you're we call goddamn it. right. I do. Woes. Yep. And news, news, news. <laughs> news, news, news on the sports, sports, sports podcast with Joel and Phil. News, news, news. Yes. Good dramatic pause. There. That was really <laughs> wonderful. Uh, hey, Phil. Hey, is this the end of the podcast? No, That's usually sorry. what you do at the end of the podcast. Cubs lose on Back to the Future Day. Ah, yes. Subheadline: Turns out hoverboards were the more realistic part of that movie. That's true. They invented that. They the Lexus, the Lexus invented that. Uh, do you know the quote that Mark Twain had to say about fiction and reality? I know he used the N word a lot in his writing, in in at least one book prominently. But yeah. Mark Twain once said uh, that the only difference between fiction and reality is that fiction has to be believable. Okay, I I buy that quote. Uh, so uh, today, October twenty first, twenty fifteen. That's a that's a little peek behind the the. Uh, in, we record the this beforehand. We record this beforehand, people. Uh, uh, currently, you know, the New York Mets uh, are leading the Chicago Cubs eight to three in the bottom of the eighth. You know what? what? Will be I the think the Cubs game. will pull it out. <laughs> So we're getting a little premature. We're calling the election before the count. I don't think they will. All right. I'm sure. going to go ahead and say I don't think they will. Okay. If not, by the time we post this segment, I will look a fool. Well, you did a quote from Mark Twain. I'll do a quote from Journey. Don't stop believing. <laughs> Hold on to that feeling. Streetlights. People. <laughs> ah! That is, in fact... A journey quote. That is, yeah. Uh, the reason I'm bringing all this up is because today is the day in the hypothetical future and Back to the Future Part Two. Yep. When when 
uh, uh, Marty, uh, Marty McFly. <laughs> blanked on Marty for a second. Marty goes into the future. With Doc Brown. With Doc Brown. It's October 21st, 2015, mm-hmm. and he's, he's looking at all the magical future things around him, and he sees in a hover or on like a big big screen, yeah. it says, Cubs win the World Series, right. beat Miami. Yeah. And uh, then Doc goes, Marty, the Cubs won the World Series, Marty, Marty, we have to go, it's your kids, Marty, Marty, it's your kids, the Cubs I won the World Series, it's your kids. That that's you an exact uh, quote. Yeah. That's the point being that, that- And then Marty's like, come on, Doc, can I get a <laughs> Pepsi free? Like, you gotta pay for it, kid, says how long, the- uh, How long have you been working on your, your impressions? Marty! <laughs> I'm guessing since 1985. I, I've been working on it for since I started uh, doing the Doc Brown impression just now. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the point here is, uh, at the time, in, in 1986 or 87, whenever Back to the Future Part 2 came out, yeah. that was intended to be a joke. Hilarious. Like, wouldn't it be funny, I mean, while entirely unbelievable, that the Cubs would go another 30 years without winning a World Series? Right. As it would turn out, it wasn't funny enough. Right. As the Cubs appear poised to not win the World Series again in 2015. Yeah. Uh, giving That runs it up to 107 years. Uh, but yeah, they gave up four runs in the first. They gave up two in the second. Uh, and they're about to lose on Back to the Future Day. That's sad. It is. You know who they need to get playing for him again? Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> Let's get Ryan Sandberg playing for the Cubs again. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Sandberg. Might be tricky to get him out of retirement. Sure. But they could. I had that baseball card as a kid. That's the only reason I remember that name. Wow. Ryan Sandberg. Yeah, and it's R-Y-N-E. Yep. Ryan. Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg. Um, Fred Jackson crashes Corvette during drag race with teammate. Uh, As part of his sport? Uh, A subheadline. Or wait, no. Totally not a drag race. Who said it was a drag race? You just did. You did, Joel. <laughs> the headline did. Yeah. So uh, so uh, earlier this week, uh, Fred Jackson, a running back with the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Sorry, Fred Jackson. Yeah. Ooh, I am for real. <laughs> it wasn't Fred Jackson. It was Miss Jackson. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I'll buy it. Have you been thinking it was Fred Jackson this whole time? That's how I've always sang it. I <laughs> thought that it was... You know what? I'm going to start doing that. Okay. Sorry, I'm, Fred I'm Jackson. Into, when, I, when I prefer a different lyric for some songs, I just go ahead and sing it differently. That's fair. And it's more meaningful. Miss yeah. Jackson, who knows who she is? Fred Jackson, you know. Right. He's making headlines about drag racing. Legendary Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, running back Fred Jackson. Right. Wait, he's that, he plays for Jacksonville and his last name is Jackson? Uh, well, he, he for a long time he played for Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Fair. And then Buffalo and now Seattle. Ah. Uh, but the thing is, so uh, reading from the story here, yep. uh, Jackson drove his black Corvette into a large planter box and a stop sign, then dragged the sign across a two-lane road. Although his car is, quote, Sustained moderate front-end damage. Sure. Uh, according to Renton, Washington police, a team source told ESPN that Jackson was not injured. Wow. Good news. Wow, the Corvette really uh, held up. It had been reported earlier by TMZ that Jackson was engaged in a street race with fellow Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch. That's the good running back. You, wait, who's the worst publication, TMZ or Hollywood Life? I'm going to have to go Hollywood Life. TMZ actually reports information. They report, but everything they report means nothing. Right. Means nothing, but typically Hollywood they Life, do... at least, I left with knowledge I didn't have before, <laughs> though stupid. Ah, uh, but, like, TMZ's, like, breaking news. Yeah. Hollywood Life... breaking dumb news. Hollywood Life clearly just put an intern onto that girl's Instagram feed and said, find everything that you can. That's fair. Yeah. Both are garbage publications. We can agree on that, Yay! Phil. 
Huzzah! Yay, we're pointing out garbage as we do our hard news sports <laughs> podcast. Uh, America comes together. Yep. But, uh, but so, uh, they have insisted that they weren't drag racing. Okay. But come on. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I've seen RuPaul's Drag Race, so I know a lot about drag racing. Yeah. You don't it's... crash your car not drag racing. Yeah. How, how do you drive a Corvette in platform heels? Yeah. Huh? Very difficult. Seems impossible. You're asking for a crashing. <laughs> as the rhyming phrase goes. Joining us now on the podcast, old friend, uh, uh, someone that we, we just realized you've never been on the podcast. Never been on the podcast before, Joel. Should have said something to us. Should have. I should have, but I uh, never got invited. Didn't want to get in the way. Well, you, you've been by the studio, studio, studio so many times. Like, sure. You, you, you're, you're a Whenever I here. wasn't working as a commentator for ESPN, the yep. worldwide leader in sports. You probably don't need to throw the tag on there anymore now that you've I mean, Wendigo Trent uh, is joining us now. Uh, Thank you for the entire intro, Joel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, and you were very recently fired by ESPN as a part of their their sort of mass layoffs. that uh, Unromantically released, yes. Yeah. Fired. Unexpected. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did not uh, go over well with myself or my family. Yeah. Uh, well, so I imagine that's pretty tough, but I have heard that you're actually, you're back in your feet and that you found another job. Pretty quickly. Almost immediately, Joel, I found another position yeah. well, that uses that... my particular set of skills. Okay, well, that's good, because I know you you had um, you had a lot of debt. Lots of debt. I don't know if I should have said that on air. Nope, you... that was very personal. <laughs> I, I feel bad, but I know that, you know, I mean, you came Someone should have called a technical <laughs> foul on that comment. Well, it's just, you, you always asked for money every time you were here. Yes, I did. <sighs> Yeah. I have terrible, terrible gambling problems. Yeah. Yes. Which, uh, you know, I mean, I when I heard, found out you were fired, I assumed that that was why ESPN fired nope. you. Layoffs. I was doing an excellent job. I've spent my entire adult life commentating for ESPN. Very hard to reenter the job market for most, but Absolutely. I found so, the perfect position. Where are you working now? I am now working at Shady Home Funeral Home. The worldwide leader in funeral homes. <laughs> they, uh... The worldwide leader? Yep. Shady Homes Funeral Homes has destroyed the competition today and forever. Okay, because they... Wendigo Trent. <laughs> Shady Home Funeral Home. They got they got home in the title there twice. They That's because they really want to reinforce their excellent brand. Okay. Uh, which is home. All right. You know what, Joel? It was a hard-fought battle I had with many, many interviews. Okay. Yep. I did five interviews. <clears throat> I ended up scoring one win, four losses, <laughs> and the win was Shady Home Funeral Home, the worldwide leader in funeral homes. Okay, well, it, it does seem like there's going to be some adjustment on your part. To I jumped it. right in there. I've already done five funerals, and I can say I've won five to nothing. Shady Home Funeral Home, the worldwide leader in funeral homes. I feel homes. like nobody wins at a funeral. I did. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you describe uh, describe a little bit about your job for us? What, what exactly uh, yesterday I had a humdinger of a funeral, Joel. <laughs> Real humdinger. Okay. It was a nail biter. Going into the funeral, not sure how many people would show up, but we had a record attendance of 140 people. Oh wow! He must be over talking. capacity. Yeah. Oh yes, over capacity because they came out for one heck of a funeral, Joel. <laughs> one heck of a funeral. 
uh, I mean, I feel like a funeral is a sad occasion, mostly. Mostly! <laughs> Not sad when you win it! Okay. Uh, so, uh, wh- whose funeral was it? Well, let me tell you a bit about this astonishing old man. Okay. His name was Don Anderson. Oh, yep. Anderson, yeah. Don Anderson uh, ended up having a very hard-fought battle with testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. The way I scored it at the end, <laughs> cancer law won 42 <laughs> to 31. Ooh, that's... Uh... I don't know what your scoring system is, but that's just mostly sad. They're rule that's it's rules to the to the fight with cancer. I was keeping the scorecard okay. the whole time. I take my job very seriously. Okay. At Shady Holmes Funeral Homes, the worldwide leader in funeral homes. I feel like you've 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 just taken the ESPN uh catchphrase and moved it over. I don't feel like there's any way that you could possibly know that Shady Holmes Oh, was- let me tell you, his daughter had one heck of a eulogy. Okay. Amazing, amazing eulogy. <laughs> All right. She started off with a little bit of an iffy play when she decided to talk about his college years where he drank a little too much. Okay. Don't know how I felt about that. I was thinking of throwing the flag, but... <laughs> Wait. Have you ever thrown a flag at a funeral? It was my bit. <laughs> when I was an ESPN commentator, I would throw a fake flag towards the camera. No, I I, I remember the flag bit. Sure. It was... That's I'm... what everyone said. Wag to go, Trent. The thrower of flags. Yeah, it, it was it was an overworn bit that was kind of funny the first couple times you did it. Sure. Uh, That's why I decided to hold it back, because it was a solemn occasion. Yeah, it seems wildly inappropriate at funeral. Yep. But then she got it right back. The audience was right back. On, right as she was getting to the fourth down of her eulogy, she decided to pull out a storybook that her father used to read to her as a little girl. That does sound like a real There was not too. a dry eye in the house. It will truly be a memorable moment in funeral home management. <laughs> yeah, as I'm sure there are many of those. Okay, well, tell me, tell me maybe about any, I mean, uh, after Don Anderson, who did you do? Who did you do most recently? Oh, you want to hear about the newest addition that I had to sure. my roster of funerals. Mm, I don't think you want to refer to it that way. But. Yep. I, Dougie Beach Fresh Beecherton. <laughs> I gave him that nickname. That's uh, His first name's Doggy or Dougie? Dougie Beach Fresh Beecherton. <laughs> you gave him a nickname. Yep, that was it. Well, clearly. Please, please tell me that he wasn't a drowning. No, he wasn't drowning, yes. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Let me tell you, this guy could swim 100 meters in about 180 seconds. That's uh, pretty, not a good time Pretty at all. Well, he was an old man, Very Joel. slow swimmer. In his time bracket, I think he could have played against the bigs. <laughs> yep. Would have loved to commentate those matches. Not my job anymore. <laughs> Working at Shady Holmes Funeral Home, the worldwide leader in funeral homes. That you are. And, and so at... Uh, Dougie's funeral. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, again, are you, you want to see the highlight reel? Well, get ready for plays of the funeral. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man, this funeral was full of bloopers. Number one, when his son came up to give a very touching eulogy, he ran right into the microphone and it fell into the casket. Boy, oh, 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 hello. I just want to say that I, I feel really great to. Oh, God! Oh, did you see the footage, Joel? I brought this I, on my iPad. I did see the footage. Oh, that was uh, number five. Number four. I don't know that we should keep 
Way too many chairs. Look at who's sitting in those chairs. The ghosts of other people who died. It is a poorly attended funeral. And poorly that's, attended. It's mostly just really sad. Aha, Dougie Beecherton. All right, number three. Uh, they the the casket was made out of rubber. So when they started lowering it down, <laughs> it bounced back out. Uh, I gotta say, crazy. You were sort of known throughout your career for for potentially altering the course of the game in ways that you thought would be interesting. People love blooper reels, Joel. Oh, well, not as much as you, you think they do. They also really hated it when you did that. Did you replace the casket with a rubber casket? Just, just the so bottom. We're... Because that's the kind of service you get at Shady Homes Funeral Home, the worldwide leader in funeral homes. Okay, Wendigo, uh, and... and Am I to understand that you're announcing these funerals as they happen? Number two. <laughs> the, skip number three there. <laughs> no, that was number three. All oh, right, okay. Number two. They punched the funeral director in unison? <laughs> uh, they have. Boy, where's the decorum at this funeral? <laughs> okay. Am I right? Yeah, they gave it to you good. Whoa. <laughs> they are really hitting you a lot there. What's what's number one? And number one, the number one play of the funeral. Everybody cried, but where are the tissues? Ho ho! All twenty people who attended this long life funeral forgot tissues. Tears went all over the place, making it very slippery to play. I mean, play again just seems. Uh, when they go deep, do, do you maybe need us to lend you some money so that you can? I mean. I feel like if you waited or maybe kept looking for a while longer, you might be able to find another announcing job as opposed to this job, which I feel like you're not going to have for too long. Joel, I'm already 180 grand in debt. I don't have 180 grand. I can say that for sure. But Wendigo Trent, the worldwide loser <laughs> in blackjack. <laughs> I mean, that's not funny. I'm sorry, Wendigo. Well, it's it's been great having you in the podcast at long last. Uh, hopefully we can bring you back on again soon and, uh, and, and you'll be able to sort of, uh, settle into the new position with a little bit more, maybe grace and solemnity. Can I take this knife? Uh, you can, if you want. No, yeah. thank you. Goodbye. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T S U. Co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through sue.co slash sports the number three podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to tsu.co slash sports the number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, The Curse of the Billy Goat. Oh, what a timely one for us to be doing. Exactly. Yeah. This Goosebumps novel from 1998. Uh, I don't think that's the one that you want to do. Oh. Oh, the other curse the of the Billy Goat. The curse of the Billy Goat. Oh, okay, I thought Probably they were talking about... Probably be more relevant to the, the segment about sports. Right. The, the R.L. Stein. Well, I don't know. Goosebumps that, the movie just came out, but... Wait, really? Yeah. Jack Black starred in it. Wait, really? As R.L. Stein. Really? Yeah. That happened? It was number one in the box office the week it came out. What? God. What week was that? Joel, like, that was not the this weekend, but the weekend previous. Or not the last really? weekend. Yeah. The, 
The shitty books from it seems like all the people who read those shitty. books as kids. I read them as kids. Right, but now we're all too old to want to go see Jack Black as R.L. Stein. Did like twenty five million its opening weekend, Joel? Motherfuck. Yeah. This is why we can't have good movies, is because people go off to see that crap. Hey, Joel, in fairness, it was like eighty four percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Don't judge it until Fine. it it did just as well as the Spielberg movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, well I mean we might be getting a little Okay, off we're track. getting a little off track. The Curse of the Billy Goat is a sports-related curse that was placed on the Chicago Cubs in 1945 when Billy Goat Tavern owner Billy Cianis was asked to leave a World Series game against the Detroit Tigers at the club's the Cubs home ballpark of Wrigley Field because the odor of his pet goat named Murphy was bothering other fans. And here's the thing, when when your pet goat's especially smelly and you get thrown out of a baseball game, maybe you've had a few beers. I get it. You're angry. Sure. It's happened to all of us, but you need to main- maintain some semblance of decorum. Yep. I think is he the didn't. The story. Yeah. He was outraged and declared. Do you know what he declared? What did he declare? Them Cubs, they ain't going to win no more. Yep. Yep. That's not something that you just say. No, that was a curse. Yeah. Uh, which has been interpreted to mean that there would never be another World Series game won at Wrigley Field. Because an angry drunk person yelling something yep. has, is open to interpretation. The guy who brought a smelly goat <laughs> yep. to a baseball game, somehow miraculously prophetic enough to predict the, the Cubs' continued incompetence. Sure. The Cubs have not won a World Series since 1908 or yep. appeared in one since 1945. That is correct. Yeah. Last, so that was two last times time. the Cubs have been to the World Series. Yeah. Lost to the Tigers. Uh, Boom. Go wow. Tigers. Go, Go Tigs. Uh, origins of the curse. The exact nature. Oh, we got to do this over a campfire. Yeah. Like, uh, are you afraid of the dark style? The exact nature of the curse differs in various accounts of the incident. Some state that Sianis declared that no World Series games would ever again be played at Wrigley Field, which would be a very specific curse. It would be a very specific curse. If he curse. was like an old gypsy or something, yeah. that would make more sense. Not yeah. like a drunk, ah, I gotta go, I gotta <laughs> win. Right? While others believe that his ban was on the Cubs appearing at the World Series, making no mention of a specific venue. <laughs> This would be the we should get rid of Wrigley Field just because of the curse on it theory. Do people say that? No, people love Wrigley Field. I was going to say, don't get yeah. rid of that. I've been there. Uh, Sianis' family claims that he dispatched a telegram to the team owner, Philip K. Wrigley, which read, You are going to lose this World Series, and you are never going to win another World Series again. You are never going to win a World Series again because you insulted my goat. Is that is that verbatim? That's what the telegram said. He he telegraphed that. Yeah, because because I think you had to pay by the word for a telegraph. Yeah, so he there's a little redundancy in <laughs> so, there. So Mr. Sianis, the copy editor, despite yep. despite great cost, opted to leave every single one of those words. He in. was rich. He had a very popular tavern. <laughs> yeah, which it probably since it was a telegram read, "You're going to lose the World Series. Stop. <laughs> and you are never going to win. Stop. Another World Series again. Stop." You're, blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, joke over. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you declared it as such because I would have been so confused. Sure. Whatever the truth, the Cubs were up two games to one in the 1945 series, but ended up losing Game Four as well as the best of seven series, four games to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough. 
Uh, the curse was immortalized in newspaper columns over the years, particularly by syndicated columnist Mike Royko. And gained uh, widespread attention during the 2003 postseason when Fox television commentators played it up during the Cubs-Marlins matchup in the 2003 National League Championship Series. They lost that. Uh, Yeah, Joel. Scott Burtman. (laughs) Joel. Yeah, Joel, they did. They lost it. All right. I have have a couple issues. Okay. A couple bones to pick with, uh, with the Billy Goat curse. Okay. You can either rant or you can hear about some of the attempts to break the curse. Uh, I'll, I'll rant. Okay, then, sure. Then, That's what it, I figured you'd say. It'll be a short rant. That's what I figured you'd it say. Won't be. Okay, but but here's the thing. I think what this is is mostly a case of curse envy. Okay. So, so the Boston Red Sox had a legit curse. Okay. The curse of the Bambino. They sold Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. They were really good right up until then. And then after that, they didn't win a World Series again for 86 years. Wow. Right. In the Cubs case, I feel like the curse of the Bambino is like an enshrined thing. And the Cubs had just been losing for a longer period of time. Sure. Just because they were bad. Okay. And so around 1945, by the way, 37 years into their existing World Series drought. Mm -hmm. So already in and of itself a massive drought. At that point, they decided, hey, we need to brand our suckiness in a way that the Red Sox had. Okay. So they decided this particular saloon owner, whose, whose cryptic message involving his goat was a good enough story to pin their failure on. Oh, that was the rant? That's That's, the rant. that's why think... we didn't get to hear attempts to break the curse? You could still do attempts to break all the right, curse. All right, I'll have to do it really quickly, yeah. all right? Uh, in 2003, incidentally, the Chinese Zodiac's Year of the Goat, a group of <laughs> fans cubs headed to Houston with a billy goat named Virgil Homer and attempted to gain entrance to Minute Maid Park, home of the Astros, division rivals of the Cubs at the time. Did they get in? After they were denied entrance, they unfurled a scroll, read a verse, and proclaimed that they were reversing the curse. Didn't work out for them. Nope. Well, the Cubs won the division that year. They They mostly just drove to Houston with a goat is what happened. No, no, no. They came within five outs of playing in the World Series, but they were undone (laughs) by the Florida Marlins. So they got closer. Got Bartman. Yeah, sure. Bartman. Do the Bartman. Uh, in another bizarre twist, it was reported that a butchered goat was hung from the Harry Carey statue in October 3rd, 2007. Hmm. To which the Chicago Sun-Times noted, If the prankster intended to reverse the supposed Billy Goat curse with a stunt, it doesn't appear to have worked. <laughs> no, these people are insane, and that's disgusting, but just yeah. like, that didn't work. <laughs> And that brings us down to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, don't put your guns. It's totally not worth it. Going Citizens of Podcast Town. It's this brings to a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. Uh, and now to read us uh, our contact information, we have the goat himself from the Billy Goat Curse, <laughs> an ancient, very old goat here to read our contact information for us. <coughs> you can email us at sports 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 podcast at gmail.com <coughs> I'm very old. You can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. At soundcloud.com slash parts and number three broadcast. 
Or make sure to send us a Twitter at twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. I'm going to die now. Joel, I gotta say, I think this goat smells really bad. Yeah, well, I'm, it's I'm kicking the goat out of the studio, studio, studio. You know, we should, and I don't care what anybody says about it. I'm throwing this goat out, Joel. If no. you throw out the goat, you gotta leave and you gotta take your goat with you, buddy. Then we're never, you know? then we're never gonna get more downloads than the WTF podcast. Never, never. Nah, screw. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.